Welcome to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Cipriano. Joining us is Dr. Bill Kreuzer of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Dr. Kreuzer is one of the foremost plant growth regulator authorities in the industry, and he's going to discuss with us how to effectively start a PGR program. And for Dr. Kreuzer, PGRs are highly personal. As you're going to learn in this podcast, he has quite a story to tell about how he became interested in PGRs and the benefits that they could have for turf grass. Dr. Kreuzer, thank you so much for taking some time to join us. The first thing I want to ask you is how much does somebody that has a job like yours and does the research that you do, how much time do you spend thinking about PGRs in your professional life? Yeah, I think it's way too much time, actually. No, I I think about PGRs a lot, and and, um, you you do research, you think you're going to solve a question and figure it out, and then you just have 10 more questions, and so... uh, uh, PGRs are on my mind a fair amount, uh, a lot of questions about them, but then also my own questions about, oh, I observed this last year, and how can I figure out what's going on? Where does that interest stem from? You know, it all started as a high school kid. I had that backyard putting green. It had uh, shade issues, and uh, uh, my superintendent I worked for, Jerry Kraszewski, is like, well, you got some Primo you can put on it, so that can help out shade tolerance. And I had just some fundamental questions, like how often do I have to reapply it, or how do I know if it's working? And he would warn me about, you know, the rebound effect and how you have to avoid that. And then I said, well, could I apply at half the rate, double as frequently? What would happen then? And nobody just really knew some of those fundamental questions. And, and so I was started doing the research as an undergrad, just trying to figure out how to keep my backyard putting green alive in the shade. Wow. So how long ago was that? So I built it in uh, 2003, and then I went to Madison for my, my math, or bachelor's degree in 2005. So... I was doing that probably 2004 and then started doing the research right away when I got there at Madison. So you were a teenager running research on a green in your backyard? Well, I wasn't doing research yet, but I was thinking about it. I mean, I was a total nerd just because people told me I couldn't have a backyard green. And so I was like, well, you know, I'm going to show you. And so I'm going to do it. So then, I, you know, it's kind of part of it was I didn't want it to fail because I was trying to prove everybody wrong. So I was just totally nerded out on, on trying to keep this backyard putting. Well, one of my high school golf teammates did the same thing and we thought he was crazy but you actually probably had a green mower and sand and you were doing this the right way right oh yeah i mean before i went to college it was stimping 13 so you know i had to prove to all my friends that i could do it and i could have it running fast so it was my end of year kind of end of summer birthday party had all the friends over and uh and uh, we had that thing uh real nice and slick so here you are more than a decade later, and a lot of the research and that you do really helps golf course superintendents who are maintaining high-level greens. How fulfilling is it to study PGRs and help people that have to implement them on their own golf course? Yeah, I mean, I love it, and that's why I keep doing it. Um, to me, I think it's something that's immediately applicable. The way we're thinking about it with the, the temperature-based models is kind of a unique way of thinking about really how do we apply, reapply a lot of different pesticides in general and so i think that's kind of cool in its, its own right but i really enjoy um you know the feedback i get from superintendents positive and negative um we've just been doing a lot of research now on the on warm season grasses and so people are saying you know we think these intervals are too long and uh and so we're taking the feedback in and we're trying to understand you know how do we dial in for these warm season greens now too What's the research process like for you? You're just not doing research in Lincoln, right? You're, you kind of have places you can do it in a variety of different environments. Yeah, so you know, in Lincoln we have it in the field, and we have it also in growth chambers, so we can test things in the field, and then we can really make sure they're working in a growth chamber. But then it's really important to have collaborators all around. Um, 
So, you know, some of the stuff that was being done at Wisconsin, Doug Solbat's still doing. And now we're having a lot of help in, in the southern states. And so, um, you know, we have people at, at, at Texas, or Texas Tech uh, was doing some stuff on bent grass, and now the warm choosing grasses at Mississippi State, Tennessee, uh, Auburn is doing work, and then NC State's uh, also doing research. And so I'm kind of helping with some of the design and the analysis of, of the of the experiments, but those guys are the ones that really put in the hard work of, of collecting the data and doing the day-to-day and, and then writing the, the papers about it and kind of publicizing that paper, that research, too. So it's a, it's, a, it's a countrywide effort, and that's important so that we can show our models aren't just specific to Nebraska or Wisconsin or North Carolina. They're specific. Every, they work all over the place. So let's say a superintendent comes up to you and says, Dr. Kreuzer, I have not been able to use PGRs on my golf course yet. I'm thinking about starting a program. What advice would you give someone in that situation? How would you get them started in the right direction? The first thing I would ask them is, what are their goals? Um, because that's going to be important to determining which PGR product you want to use. If you want to do something to try to maintain a lower a- uh, annual bluegrass levels, or if you don't want to have much phyto, that's going to determine which PGR is more appropriate. And so that's generally the first thing I'll ask. And then I'll ask if there's performance goals, you know, other things that you want to do. Do you want to have increased plant health? Do you want to be able to cut your nutrient requirements? What impact might it have on, on your green speed or maybe not have on your green speed? So we try to talk about some of those topics first. Uh, and then once we kind of figure out what they want, then we can devise a program that's going to help them to achieve those goals. When would be the best time to start a PGR program if you haven't done one before? Yeah, you know, a lot of people start their programs um, this time of year in, in the spring because they're on Primo proxy applications. And so generally there's, there's Primo going out with the proxy. Um, and so that's generally when they start. If people aren't making those applications, they don't have a lot of seed heads they're trying to control. Uh, I like to start once the grass really resumes um, kind of an active level of growth. Um, if it's not really growing yet, uh, breaking dormancy, then that, that, potential, that product potentially could reduce that, that spring green up. And we want to get some growth going in the spring. And then once you start to see that normal kind of increase in that surge in growth as the grass is becoming, uh, you know, fully awakened, then I'd start to come in with my PGR application. How do you establish application and reapplication intervals if you've never done one before? Yeah, so that's a really good question. And in the past, you know, we would just kind of rely on what our labels would, would say. And a lot of times, too, we would think if we use a higher label rate of product, that we would get longer levels of suppression. And if you use a lower rate, we get shorter duration of suppression. Now, what we're finding is that those two things really aren't correlated at all to very well at all. So if you could use, uh, say, the low-rated trimmer on a bent grass green or the high-rated trimmer, which is three times the rate, we might get depending on the weather, one to two more calendar days of growth suppression out of that application. So we have to first realize that that application rate impacts how much suppression we're going to put on that plant, which is so I've been using the analogy of kind of the brake pedal. The PGR is the brake pedal to your growth rate. So if you're pushing really hard on that brake pedal, that's a higher rate of PGR. Um, The duration of the product is dependent on a couple factors. The first one is the mowing, so what mowing height and what mowing frequency. So you have a putting greens, they're going to be mowed shorter, they're going to grow faster because they're mowed so short, and we're mowing them all the time. So we're constantly removing the PGR off. And then the other factor is going to be the temperature of the grass, and so we'll use air temperature for that. So when it's really cold outside, uh, a putting green might have two or three weeks of growth suppression, 
when it's hot, maybe it's a week of growth suppression. So we can't just stick on a two-week interval because in the spring we'll be over-applying and in the summer we'll be under-applying. If we're going to do that, we're pretty much just shouldn't even use the PGR. It's just it's not even worth it. And so we have tools like our Greenkeeper app, which has got free PGR tracking. You just put a day, you apply the PGR, and it knows how long it should last, and it just tells you when the PGR is worn off. And so that approach is a lot more successful than just going out every week or two weeks or every three weeks. Now tell our listeners a little more about your greenkeeping app. I know you've spent a lot of time working on it. What are the possibilities that it holds? Yeah, so Greenkeeper is a, it's a web app. You just go to it like you're going to any kind of a website. You don't have to download it from an app store. You just go to the website. It's really best on a computer, but it does scale down to a smartphone or a tablet, too. Um, and it does a lot of different things. And um, uh, if you're new to it, and it's kind of a premium version, which is nice for people that use it, but most of the stuff is free. And so you just log in, and so you would just set up your golf course, you pick the products that you want to apply to that course, PGRs, fungicides, fertilizers, anything you're going to apply. And then when you make applications, it gives you mixing instructions. Um, but more importantly, from a PGR perspective, it's going to track your weather from weather underground, and then it's going to tell you how much suppression you're getting out of the application based on the rate you set. And then it will also tell you uh, when the PGR is going to be expired, so then you can have some some confidence and guidance to know when you have to reapply. And people that are taking this approach are saying they're saving a couple apps a year. And so if you're doing it, say, on fairways, that can be a substantial amount of money uh, with, with, uh, with savings. I think a lot of people have heard you talk about growing degree day models. Are they complex to understand or is it pretty simple to get a hold of it and what it, what it means and how it can help your golf course? Honestly, the, the calculation is pretty easy. It's just you add the average daily air temperatures together uh, and, and then once you hit a threshold, you just reset it back to zero and you start adding temperatures together. And there's some nuance in there, like the temperature has to be in degrees Celsius and if it's a cool season plant, the base temperature is zero. And so there's some of that complexity that we build into the app. Uh, because, you know, so that's the, kind of the easier part. The harder part, though, is knowing that every single PGR and grass species and mowing environment has different intervals and, and uh, models in the background. So, like, the Greenkeeper app has 180 different model permutations it runs based on if you say you have a bent grass green and you're using a new versus if you have Kentucky bluegrass and you're using cutlass. So they're all built into the app, and that's we're the only app that has all those different algorithms. And so how to calculate the growing degree day, yeah, that's simple. You could do it in Excel. But knowing which model to use, that's where the complexity comes, because we have 12 years of research to build all those 180 different algorithms. How long would it take a superintendent doing this for the first time to see results? Obviously, it probably varies based on grass type and growing environment, but is it something where you can see results a month after starting, or is it something where you have to do it over the course of several months or even several years? So, again, it depends on the result. So if our first result is just, I want the grass to grow slower, um, we'll see that immediately after the application. One thing people think about, though, is uh, if I apply the PGR, how long does it take to get to, like, maximum growth suppression? That usually takes a few days to maybe a week, depending on the product and the grass and all those things. So if you put down the PGR today, in the mile, your clipping yield is just really, really low. Oh, it's really, really high. That probably has nothing to do with the PGR. That's more to do with fertilizer release in the soil or moisture availability or things like that. And so from a clipping yield perspective, when you stay on these, these intervals with the growing degree days, you kind of maintain nice even levels of clipping yield suppression. 
But if you still see day-to-day -day fluctuations, that's because of the environment. In terms of secondary benefits like uh, increased color, um, stress tolerances, things like that, it takes sequential apps. And so it might be two or three applications until you really start to see an increase in plant density, in color, in plant health. And again, if you're applying too infrequently, um, say you're applying every two weeks and in the summer you should be applying every week because it's hot outside, you're not going to get any of those benefits. And essentially you're not really getting that much of a benefit out of the plant growth regulator. So staying on those intervals, maintaining suppression, will allow all those benefits to occur a couple, uh, but again, after a couple applications. Uh, based on the conversations and feedback you've had from golf course superintendents over the last decade, what are some of the primary benefits you've heard and observed and noticed about an effective PGR program? Well, I, I definitely hear people say they can really have a better sense of the control of their growth rate. And so that's, that's great. I mean, as turf managers, we really are growth rate managers. We're trying to manage our growth rate so that we have just enough so that our playability is good and we can uh, uh, resist some diseases, but not too much that the grass is too hard to control and we're getting some high growth rate, high nitrogen type diseases um, and bad playability. So I, superintendents are routinely saying they just get such better control. Another thing too about having nice consistent clipping yield suppression is we're actually reducing our nutrient removal. Think about when we're mow, we're actually taking nutrients off every time. So if we're mowing less with a plant growth regulator, they can get away with a little bit less nutrient because they're taking away less. And so that's another big benefit people are seeing. Some of the other things that we hear about are like we see an increase in green speed and on the warm season grasses, that definitely happens. But we've been trying really hard to document that. Like we've been trying. We want to show like, yes, using growing ingredient models increases green speed. And we can't do it. So we just can't. We just see maybe a two, three, four inch uh, increase in green speed. But it's not going to be like you're going to get two or three feet of increase because you're a PGR program. So use it for plant health, for nutrient removal, for an increase in color and density. And know that green speeds are probably affected by a lot other and more complex uh, factors. What's next for you? Where do you want to take your work and research with PGRs? So what I'm trying to go to now is really trying to dial in these growth rates. And so uh, doing the whole you know, monitoring clipping volume and treating our clipping volume and having goals like you're driving down the highway and you have a speed limit and you want to try to maintain that. And every golf course is going to have a different speed limit. They're going to have a different level of clippings that they need to handle um, the stress that they're putting on their different courses, the gauge, the soils, things like that. Um, but we're kind of looking more at optimizing. Is there kind of an ideal clipping yield that we need? And then can we adjust our management to try to, to maximize it? So if the grass is growing a little too slow, you know, I stay in my PGR program, but I go at lower rates. And so I get those benefits of the PGR without too much suppression. If it's still growing too slow, then I go at low rates of PGR and I start increasing my nitrogen level to try to increase a little bit of growth out of it. So we're trying to, to really do a lot more research and understanding, you know, what causes the grass to grow and then how do we, you know, manipulate it as best we can so we can uh, obtain nice even levels of growth for you know, maximum playability, environmental impact, things like that. Well, Dr. Kreuzer, we really appreciate you joining us. This was awesome information, and it's cool that you were able to take a passion that you've had for a long time and use it to help other people with similar passions. So thanks a lot for everything you do for the industry. Yeah, I'm always happy to help and um, happy to, to uh, you know, follow me on Twitter, send me a direct message, and I'll be happy to uh, answer any specific questions anybody might have.